Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. Hey there, Parkland USA. We have a great episode in store for you today with Dave Gurney, all around truck rollovers. You're not going to want to miss this. But before we get to that, here's a little bit of the news. For those of you that punch in and out, we will be consolidating the numerous employer identification numbers, also known as EIN, that we currently use for payroll purposes into one on Thursday and March 25th in the Parkland People System. But this will have no impact on your pay or when you receive it. There will be an intermittent outage during the day on March 25th after you have clocked in and may result in you unable to clock out. And if you experience this, we ask for you to record your time and advise your manager to make the necessary updates before approving the timesheet for payroll. And we appreciate your cooperation and patience. Next up, due to the high need for additional drivers in Colorado and Utah, the Rockies Rock is increasing its driver referral bonus. It is now doubling from $1,000 to $2,000 cash, and the employees will receive the cash after 90 days of their referrals employment. And the money is grossed up to actually $2,500, so the employee gets the full $2,000. If you know someone who has a CDL license and would make a great driver, please contact your supervisor or Becky Marinelli, the PNC manager for the Rockies Rock. Next up, winter weather. The Rockies Rock did a great job with the big weather event in Colorado and Utah last week. It was the highest snowfall in 75 years. The Rockies Rock started planning from the onset to make sure all customer tanks were full so trucks would not need to be on the road during the storm. Very happy to report that there were no vehicle incidents or injuries due to smart planning and delaying start times. Great teamwork, everyone. Now on to the episode. Hey there, got a great episode in store for you today with David Gurney, the Director of Operational Excellence. We are covering the important topic of truck rollovers, avoiding a catastrophe. And we'll be rolling through why truck rollovers are deadly and what causes them, the common misconceptions about rollovers, and when you're most at risk, the role that cargo plays in rollover events, and the steps that drivers can take to prevent rollovers. If you are not aware of this, this is a really big deal. 48% of large truck occupant deaths in 2019 occurred in crashes where the truck actually rolled over. Driver error is responsible for over three quarters of all rollovers. It's a very important topic, and Dave has some great insights here as well as a whole host of ways to prevent them. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Dave, it's been a little while since we caught up. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. Hey, Ben. Let's dig into truck rollover prevention. I know it's going to be an interesting one and extremely important one. Are truck rollovers really a big deal? Um, Absolutely. These are the most deadly types of truck accidents, not just for truck drivers, but for other motorists as well. I'll expand on that later, but before I talk about causal factors, I guess I should categorize rollovers a little bit because this will help us to think about why they happen. There are actually two categories of rollover accidents. First, Mm -hmm. tripped rollovers. Tripped rollovers are most common 
when only one vehicle is involved in the crash. And in fact, 95% of single vehicle rollovers are tripped rollovers. These Ooh. types of rollovers happen when a truck steers off the roadway or, or slides sideways on ice or rain and, and either digs its tires into soft soil or strikes an object like a curb, fire hydrant, or a guardrail. The soil or object uh, applies force to and slows the lower half of the vehicle. The inertia differential on the top half of the vehicle causes it to roll over. In less frequent cases, the driver attempts to quickly steer back onto the road, and this sharp reversal or change in motion causes the rollover. Second, and obviously, are untripped rollovers. These types of rollovers are less common, and they primarily happen to high center of gravity vehicles. No object impedes the lower half of the vehicle in these cases. Instead, a sudden movement at very high speed may cause uneven weight distribution that the suspension simply can't handle. The top-heavy nature of the vehicle and the lack of balance causes the rig to roll over. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, I'll just quote them a lot today, 60% of large truck rollover accidents are fatal. There are over 500 wow. large truck rollovers and over 1,300 tanker rollover accidents each year in the United States. No matter the cause of the rollover, if it occurs with a semi-truck, someone is very likely to get injured, whether it's an occupant of the truck or other pedestrians or motorists on or near the road. In fact, 48% of large truck occupant deaths in 2018 occurred in crashes where the truck rolled over. This percentage is significantly higher than the rate of deaths in, in cars like yours involved in a rollover, which is only about 22% annually. I, I mentioned injuries to other motorists and pedestrians just now. Can I tell you a brief story to illustrate my point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this should make all of us pause and think. Very recently, after this series of podcasts began, in fact, John Beckstead, the director of operations for the Rockies Rock, was driving his company car back to Utah from Denver on I-25 during a high wind advisory warning that wind gusts could reach 80 miles an hour. No semi-trucks should have been on the road in such conditions, but he found one. It was a two-lane stretch with a 70-mile-per-hour speed limit, and he was proceeding over a turning rise on cruise control when he unexpectedly encountered the belly of a tractor-trailer rig, which had rolled and was straddling both lanes of the unlighted highway at night. He didn't even have wow. time to turn off the cruise control before he impacted the unlighted bottom of the trailer. There were no flares or triangles because the rig had just rolled over and the truck driver hadn't yet been extracted from his own cab. And in fact, another motorist had pulled over and was trying to help the truck driver out of his cab when John slammed into the bottom of the rig. In Whoa. retrospect, the other motorist should have first put on his emergency blinkers or flares as a warning to approaching vehicles. But hindsight's always 2020. Uh, John's lucky to be alive and back at work today. Holy smokes, man. So let's get yeah, back to that'll your question. Keep you from wanting to go out on the road at all. Man, what a story. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So let's get back to your question about causation. Yeah. Most tanker rollovers come down to the driver, driving conditions, and the condition of the vehicle. So let's begin with three very general risk factors before drilling down to detailed causes. They're gravity, inertia, and bad weather, all physics. 
First, gravity. Large trucks, particularly those hauling loads that are constantly shifting while the vehicle is moving, are the most susceptible. Once load shifts happen, the stability of the truck can come under stress. Partial loads are more dangerous than full loads simply because they're more prone to shift while the vehicle's moving. This is also bad for another reason. Containers partially filled with gasoline are more dangerous than the full ones. It's been shown that over 63% of rollover accidents occur with partial loads. And remember, we're not just talking about turning. It also happens with sudden stops. This is why it's important to recognize the power of gravity and slow down when maneuvering a commercial uh, truck. Yeah, it makes sense. Next is inertia, particularly the kind known as speeding. This is where driver error comes in. Speeding and distracted driving particularly are major no-nos on the road in any type of vehicle, but especially large commercial trucks carrying loads. This is why large trucks are expected to drive lower speeds in order to manage risk in varying driving conditions. Yeah. Close call, hmm. near-miss situations can happen anytime. So it's important for truck drivers to pay attention and keep their heads in the game. According to the FMCSA, again, 78% of rollover accidents are due to driver error. And finally, bad weather. Bad weather is an inevitable evil that all drivers face. Yet when it comes to driving a large commercial vehicle or truck, bad weather can be extremely dangerous. Just ask John. This is why it's important that drivers are properly trained. For any kind of vehicle, icy roads, snow, fog, and high winds can result in a rollover accident. For a truck driver, it takes specialized training, common sense, and experience to know how to safely deal with inclement weather conditions. Does that make sense, Ben? Yeah, it does. You know what? I'm glad I took physics. I didn't do very well. I didn't. I'm not, I didn't do very well in the class, but I did take it. So, yeah, I mean, truck rollovers. What I hear is all about physics and how you manage yeah, well, those. Well, let me drill down a little bit at the risk of confusing the issue. Most rollovers aren't really caused by external conditions, speed, or inexperience. So what does cause them? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Driver error is responsible for over three-thirds uh, yeah. well, That's not physics necessarily. Well, I guess it could be physics. If they load well, it in a certain way, right? At the one comes before the other. Gravity, yeah. inertia, and weather are always with us. Rollovers yeah. can happen to anyone at any time, so drivers can never be too comfortable behind the wheel. Yeah. Over 90% of the time, the roller rollover isn't the first event. In other words, some other dangerous activity occurs before the rollover. Ah, it might be it. drowsiness or inattention, which together contribute to about 20% of rollovers with running off the road due to inattention being the leading cause of serious crashes and rollovers. So the basics are the basics, no matter the situation. The event might be a driver drifting onto a soft shoulder. Highway signs frequently warn of soft shoulders for good reasons that most motorists don't understand. The initial event might also be riding up over a curb or incorrectly making a turn at an intersection, as was the case at Tropic Oil Company two years ago. Attentive driving can prevent most rollovers. Oh, by the way, the truck's condition also plays a role in some rollovers. A recent FMCSA study cited 54% of the vehicles involved in rollover accidents had a brake defect of some sort. Hmm. And then remember load size. It's also a factor in some rollovers. So more than 90% of tanker rollovers occur while carrying partial loads. So if we're hauling liquids, it's important to understand the slosh and surge effect of liquid loads. Have you ever heard of that? I have not, but it makes sense. I mean, you've got a glass of milk that's half full 
and you're running in the kitchen and you stop suddenly, that milk's going over the edge of the cup. That's true, but we're more talking about pressure on the sides of the glass. Slosh refers to liquid running up the lateral sides of a tanker, which changes the tanker's center of gravity. Sure. Makes Surge it continue. Yeah. refers to a liquid shifting from front to back and then back to front when accelerating or braking. Ah, man, this is great. So of all this, which of those is the biggest misconception? Uh, that's a great question, <laughs> but there's so much bad information out there. Historically, <laughs> it was assumed that rollovers most likely occurred during turns and on ramps, but these assumptions are unfounded. Statistically, the highest occurrences of rollover truck accidents are actually on dry, straight roads and highways. You know, well, the truck driving industry has been heavily focused on safety for at least two decades, but are truck drivers really educated as to how to prevent one of the major hazards of truck driving? I think that the answer is no, and this is why Parkland has developed formal rollover training that will be introduced next month, thanks to our colleagues in Canada. There are six brief but very engaging units to this training. I've already viewed them, although they couldn't possibly be more interesting than I am. They're not miracle workers, Ben. Wow. No, that's <laughs> that's great that you are you guys are proactively doing the training. I'll Let me a ask you a question. Situation. Yeah. Here are the three most common rollover myths. Myth oh, number one, poor driving conditions lead to most rollovers. No, in fact, less than 4% of single vehicle rollovers are actually caused by roadway and environmental factors. As I mentioned before, over half, 56%, happen on straight roads, not on curves or ramps. Approximately two-thirds of rollovers occur in daylight rather than in dark. Um, 93% of rollovers occur on dry roads. Myth number two, the vast majority of rollovers are caused by reckless maneuvers and excessive speeding. Not true. Hmm. Speeding definitely increases the risk of rollover accidents, but excessive speed is a contributing factor in less than half of them. That means that more than 50% of rollovers are due to other factors. Drivers often assume their rollover risk is negligible as long as they avoid excessive speeds. That's simply not the case. Avoiding excessive speeds is an important first step in rollover prevention, but there's a host of other factors, including driver fatigue and inattention that are more likely to cause rollover accidents. By the way, evasive maneuvers are a factor in only a small percentage, five to 10% of rollovers. I should save myth number three for your next question, Ben. Yeah. So who is most at risk of suffering <laughs> a rollover? It pays to read your questions in advance. Here's myth number three. <laughs> Rollovers only happen to inexperienced drivers. I've mentioned this before, but it bears... Wait, say that again? The myth is that rollovers only happen to inexperienced drivers. Oh, so a veteran might be listening to this and like, oh man, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to worry about rollover. This never happened to me before and I got this. I've mentioned this before, but 66% of rollovers involve drivers with more than 10 years experience. That's, that's, that's so surprising to me, Dave. It suggests to me complacency. Familiarity all too often breeds contempt. When I occasionally see our tractor trailers being horsed around in the yard for parking or preloading, the culprits are always experienced drivers, not the young guns. Most rollovers occur among drivers between the ages of 30 and 55. So it's not the new guys who are involved in the majority of these deadly events. The FMCSA stridently warns against complacency among experienced drivers. So if a semi-truck rollover occurs, 
the chances of injury, death, and property damage are extremely high. The drive cam video, we've talked about this in the past, of a rollover event is one of our rock, in our in one of our rocks was a real eye opener for me watching the video. When the trailer rolled, it went more slowly than the tractor, which actually appears to be body slammed into the asphalt by the trailer. Wow. Can, can I tell that brief story, Ben? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Once again, it's about an experienced driver. He was coming south on the Florida Turnpike, taking the off-ramp. It was on a Sunday. In fact, most days, the light signal at the end of that off-ramp is green, yellow, or red as usual. But because there was so little traffic on a Sunday, it was blinking red, telling him that he had to come to a complete stop. And people on the cross street, which actually proceeded underneath um, the turnpike uh, overpass on his left, um, they had a blinking yellow light so that they could continue with caution. He looked to the left and looked to the right, and he saw that he might be able to slip in between two cars that were approaching from his right. So instead of coming to a complete stop at the blinking red light, he proceeded through, and the drive cam video showed me that he never decelerated below 18 miles an hour. Because he was going kind of quick to fit in between the two oncoming trucks from his right, he proceeded out a significant distance and overturned. In other words, he turned more than 90 degrees to the left. He turned actually about 110 degrees per the Holy video. Smokes. Yeah. Well, the trailer was fully loaded. It had 7,500 gallons of diesel on it. And uh, that's a lot of inertia. And so oh. the drive cam video showing him in the cockpit, in the cab of his truck, captures his complete surprise when the trailer goes over and then it body slams him into the asphalt. It blew out all of the glass. Even the drive cam camera itself went 30 yards down the road um, and he was Whoa. laying right on top of the valves next to a waterway. Um, so <laughs> a rollover wow. event causes significant motion as a vehicle flips onto its side and roof. Even if using a seatbelt restraint appropriately, occupants are likely to come in contact with flying objects flying around the inside of a truck, right. just as he did. So, is, so, so he actually slowed down to 18 miles an hour, or he yes. slowed lower, but he didn't go, okay, so he slowed down to 18. Correct. And this but happened at 18 miles an hour. Light. Wow. And then he overturned because he wanted to get between two cars that were approaching yeah. from his right. Holy smokes! Yeah, my dad said when you would slow down and roll a stop sign, that's a that's a Hollywood stop, and you shouldn't do it. But this is eighteen miles an hour, is a lot faster than even making a Hollywood stop. <laughs> well, especially when you also take in consideration the crown of the road, the turning of the vehicle was accompanied by the shattering and deformation of all Gosh. the windows, and so it incredibly increases the chance that a driver or another occupant will be thrown from the cab. So um, it was just an ugly uh, video. Parkland USA is looking for other great drivers just like you, and we are paying you for it. We have an employee referral program that pays drivers for any leads that become drivers for us. Have a friend or family member with a CDL license who'd like to come work for Parkland? Please pass their name and contact information to your dispatcher and people in culture manager. If they get hired, you get paid up to a few thousand dollars, depending on the area of the country. You are listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. 
So what role does cargo play in rollover events? Excellent question. Behind driver error and poor truck maintenance, unsecured loads are a leading cause of rollovers. You have to make sure that your load's properly secured. Drums, totes, pails, and other palletized cargo has to be properly blocked and secured with straps, retaining bars, airbags, or dunnage. Do you know what dunnage is, Ben? Tell me more. <laughs> it's just loose wood, matting, wadding, or similar material used to keep cargo in position. There are lots of interesting words yeah. like mulch and dunnage in this industry. The bottom line is that loads will shift inside the tra- trailer if they're not properly secured. The yeah, from your warning, military background and your trucking background, you've got enough acronyms to fill at least three novels, I'm sure. <laughs> Bohica. <laughs> the alarming statistics that I've been citing prompted the electronic stability control system mandate, uh, which became effective in 2018, requiring all new heavy vehicles to be equipped with ESC systems. Uh, they automatically maintain directional control via steering and selective braking when the driver is unable to control the vehicle quickly enough to prevent a rollover. The mandate is expected to prevent 40 to 56% of the rollovers and prevent 1,800 to 2,300 crashes annually and prevent 650 to 850 injuries each year. But because the mandate doesn't require older vehicles to install ESC systems and because the device won't stop all rollovers, the potential still remains for these serious accidents to occur. It hasn't been around long enough for me to validate these projections, but I have no reason to doubt them. So, so moving forward on this table, kind of putting a bow on this topic, what are the specific concrete steps that drivers can take to prevent rollovers? Because they're probably listening right now, getting ready for their next drive, perhaps. What are the steps? You know, as, as the drivers out there already know, it's not just about ed- educating them. Fleet managers and warehouse managers also have to understand the risks and causes of tractor-trailer rollovers, anti-rollover technology, and safe operating procedures. Together, we really can help to reduce these extremely dangerous and costly accidents. Organizations like FMCSA, the Pipeline Hazards and Materials Safety Administration, and Parkland itself have created training footage to equip tanker and cargo truck drivers with the knowledge how to prevent rollover accidents. But some of the key things for drivers to remember to always be alert to what's going on with their vehicle. It's critical for truck drivers to be perceptive while driving and understanding the kind of load they're transporting. Another thing that drivers should always do is to make sure their truck is operating properly in general. This includes tires, brakes, and suspensions. And finally, stay educated. Understand how rollovers have happened and avoid circumstances where they could happen again. That's why I tell stories and use drive cam video so much. Ultimately, an educated driver is a safe driver. So then concrete steps that drivers can take to prevent rollovers are my key takeaways for this podcast. One, don't speed. Obey speed limits. Remember, a loaded tractor trailer takes 20% to 40% further to stop than cars do. Stay focused. Inattention is the leading cause of rollovers. Avoid drifting onto a soft shoulder, riding up over a curb, or making an improper turn at an intersection by staying focused on your driving and not your cell phone, food, maps, or my podcast jokes. <laughs> Great one, Dave. Keep up with regular preventive maintenance. An FMCSA study found that 54% of the vehicles involved in rollover accidents had some sort of brake damage. Always do your pre-trip vehicle inspections. 
Your truck has to be mechanically sound before each trip. Understand the design and performance of the type of truck you're driving. Some of our drivers switch between semi-tanker trucks, box trucks, tank wagons, and flatbeds. They all handle differently. Avoid sudden maneuvers. Remember the high center of gravity that I talked about earlier. Quick turns can put you at a higher risk of jackknife or rollover in seconds. Slow down on curves, off-ramps, and going around corners. Always be aware of the angles of entry and exit from highways and the impact of wind on the maneuverability of your vehicle. And don't drive if you're fatigued or sick. Turning up the radio or driving with your windows open, as we discussed three or four podcasts back, aren't effective ways to keep you alert. Be aware of poor weather and road conditions. Poor visibility, slippery roads, construction lane changes, etc. all require adjustments in your driving. Put down the cell phone. Not only is it extremely dangerous to text while driving, it's also illegal for truckers to do so. This is probably the violation that I see most often. Always make sure your loads are tied down properly. Shifting loads can easily lead to a rollover. Ultimately, many of the factors that cause rollover crashes are entirely under our driver's control. Always remember, Deadlines are important, but safety isn't negotiable. We want you home safe every night so that you can die of old age in your sleep like my grandfather, not screaming in terror like the people in the back of his airplane. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> cracks me up, man. That's good. All right, Dave, I mean, great episode today. Thank you so much. Um, everyone you, you heard, you know, Dave is maybe you want to re-listen to this too. Dave unloaded a lot of great safety tips. As he said, safety is not negotiable and, uh, man, it sounds like by being safe on the road, you can prevent some serious accidents out there and, and, and return home safely and also protect others. Thanks, Dave. It's always fun to chat with you, Ben. Thank you. Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health, and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.